Thunder Media. Welcome to Inside Motorsport, Tony Whitlock, we're still at Highlands Park and I've now got in front of me Liam Skeets, a New Zealand lad who just took pole position, his first pole position in this category. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, a very good surprise to be honest to get double pole this morning. Um, more importantly pole for the 68th New Zealand Grand Prix. Um, yeah, I mean best seat in the house for what will be a long and intense race, but yeah, feeling really confident. The one thing was, it's a three-part qualifying, and it was very intense, and some of your competitors, maybe those in points in front of you or whatever, uh, didn't go well with the pressure, and gosh, they fenced it. So, I mean, I know he's a teammate, and uh, Roman is uh, obviously a fierce competitor, but while you're not pleased about it, it, it obviously you cope with the pressure, okay? Yeah, I did. I, it was... Uh, to be honest, it was easy to be done what, you know, some of the other drivers did of, of crashing. Um, you know, when you're pushing that hard for something like the New Zealand Grand Prix pole position. Um, no, I mean, it's a shame to see that happen to my championship rival, Roman. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it goes to show that I, I dealt with the pressure well. Um, and yeah, this just gives me more confidence for the weekend ahead. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, while you've competed in Formula Ford and things like that, you actually wouldn't have felt that sort of pressure before, though, would you? Or did you not feel it? Um, no, for sure I felt the pressure, but I'm really confident and comfortable with what the Team M2 competition gave me and my ability. Um, yeah, this is you know the fifth weekend on a, the, the final round of a five-weekend back-to-back championship. So I've done, been in the car for so long, the previous four weeks. So um, yeah, I think I felt really good and uh, managed to get it done. Okay, now take us back through your history. You come from Auckland. Um, you've got an older sister, um, and your family life is pretty normal. Your parents don't work in motorsport. No, they don't. Um, yeah, I mean, really fortunate to have a family behind me that is able to support me with what I do. Um, my dad actually raced himself, so this is kind of how I got into motorsport to start with because he raced, um, so I grew up around a racetrack, um, and he, then he introduced me to go-karting, and yeah, the, the passion and the love kind of grew from there. Tell but us about what he raced. He raced in the production racing car series, um, production car series, sorry, I should say. Um, he won the championship in that. Um, yeah, he raced, not sure how long, but yeah, many years. First name is? Simon. Simon, Simon Skeets. Skeets. Um, okay, so you did go-karts. When did you get out of them? What was the last year? The last year was 2021. Right. Um, yeah, so not long ago I was driving go-karts. Um, after go-karts, yeah, I had a 10-year span of go-karts. I started when I was about six years old. Um, yeah, I had a lot of success in go-karts. I mean, I was lucky enough to get to represent New Zealand um, in Italy and Australia. I'll stop you there yeah. because that's not luck. It's what you did right. that got you. It's not the luck that got you there. It was your good skills that got you to represent New yeah. Zealand in Australia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want me to re rephrase that? No, re no. That's okay. that's all part of your yeah, learning. Yeah. All right. It's not luck. It's yeah. what you did. Okay. Um, so that was a really cool experience for me. And you know, along the way in New Zealand, was a five-time national event champion. So. Um, yeah, I think 
Yeah. Okay, so then Formula Ford. Formula Ford, I jumped into there in 2021. Go-karts to Formula Ford is a big step. Um, but I think throwing myself into the deep end was the best thing I could have done for, for my development. Um, yeah, did two seasons into that. The first year we treated it as a learning year, you know, my first year in cars. Um, and the second year was to fight for the championship, which we did. Um, yeah, we led the championship up until the last race of the championship, where with about two laps to go, the clutch gave out. So we lost the championship like that, which um, to this day still hurts, but all part of the learning. Um, and yeah, it's for sure shaped me into the driver I am today. Okay, wonderful to hear. Okay, um, and obviously doing the series last year um, just gives you that acclimatising and nothing foreign about it. Were you in the same car or the same team? Yes, I was. I was with M2 competition for my rookie year in CT Frock. Um, it was a, a good surprise year, to be honest. Um, I mean, I imagine it's a steep learning curve. Yes, it was. It was, um, yeah, coming from Formula Ford with, you know, no, it's not wings and slicks cars. Um, and yeah, having to learn about aero and all the other stuff that comes along with um, the, these kind of Formula Regional cars. So you're working with a race engineer, which you didn't have before because it was Dad, mm -hmm. you know. So, so that's very different. Um, last year you had not the same race engineer. No, I didn't. I had um, his name was Marcus Kosh from I Australia. I know Marcus. Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah, 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 yeah indeed. BRM. Uh, yes. Yeah, indeed. Yes. Um, okay. Um, so it's been enjoyable and obviously successful for you because you're sitting there second in the points. Um, where do you think you'd like to go from here? I would love to get myself over overseas for a full season of racing. Um, yeah, for me that's kind of the next step if I want to take a step closer to my kind of goal of becoming professional racing car driver. Um, the USA would be where I'm looking at to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's very up in the air and I'm unsure what my future holds because of... Um, What's going to happen in the next few days? Yeah, yeah and yeah, funding and... Um, but yeah, I would love to see myself, you know, the end goal in, in IndyCar. Okay, all right, because you've got a couple of blokes over there who are mine with Scott. So yeah. Liam's not a long way from Scott, you yeah. know. <laughs> you got a pretty neat name, got a pretty neat logo on your cap, Alice. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that all works for you. Well, we wish you all the very best, and we'll certainly look forward to talking to you maybe later on this weekend. And uh, great luck to uh, Liam Skeets and all who play with her. Thank you very much. Thank you. Inside Motorsport, Tony Whitlock here. It's uh, qualifying day for the uh, New Zealand Grand Prix. I'm with Roman Bolinski, um, who I pronounced his name wrongly just then because his, his mother likes it pronounced. Uh, Roman as well, but someone said she liked it pronounced differently, but I don't know, it was a whole, we were laughing about yeah, it yeah. before. You're just happy to be called, doesn't matter what. Anything, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, so you're leading the series, points uh, favourable for you for the weekend, you've got a Grand Prix to win, uh, this is your first New Zealand Grand Prix obviously? Yes, yes, first New Zealand Grand Prix. Have you been in a Grand Prix anywhere else in the world? No, never, so uh, very excited, there's a very nice atmosphere here, so uh, yeah, just keen to now get driving. Um, I imagine that you would have heard about New Zealand and motorsport and those sort of things because they cast a fairly long shadow for a very small country. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, 
TRS was obviously very famous. Uh, obviously, New Zealand's had some huge talent and drivers, and still does. So, uh, no, for sure, I've heard about it all before, and it's very exciting to now be part of a GP. Okay. So you're British born, British raised, your father is Polish, yes. and your mother is English. Exactly. Okay, all right. Now, tell us about your racing history. You're a go-kart kid, of course? Uh, actually, very little karting. I did one year, about 10 races in go-karts. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I don't have so much experience in motorsport at all, really. Um, I went into that, then into Formula 4 and Bridge F3 is a half season in both and then uh, Brecker and now we're here so uh, yeah learning as I go along but uh, no it's going well so far so let's see what happens. Any history in your family about sport? No, not in terms of my family racing but my mum used to work in Formula One oh, so okay. um, back with Rothman Williams when Senna was there and uh, so um, I guess I have this part but no driving related. So, had you met up a long time ago with Mike Pilcher and M2? Um, not before. I mean, my manager got me the deal, obviously, and uh, I'm very happy to have got the deal to be with M2 because they're such a great team. But, um, no, I saw, I saw Jonathan back in Europe just before December, I think, and um, when I was already signed and then... He was just telling me about everything, getting me prepared, and now we're here, so yeah. Okay, all right, so uh, when this Grand Prix finishes, and I hope you do well in it, I'm, I'm sure you'll make your mark and they'll notice you're there. Um, so when that happens, uh, where do you go from here? So, uh, yeah, thank you. I hope I do well in the Grand Prix, but uh, we have to wait and see. Um, no, after here I go back to Europe. I've got my Frecker Championship, so it's the same car and tyres, just in Europe. Um, so I have that as my main championship this year, but uh, yeah, I, I've got a bit of a break before then, so we're just training up to there. Okay. And of course, coming to this country, I mean, the tracks are so different to European tracks. Um, you know, they're smaller, tighter, there's very little room for any mistakes. Yeah, uh, but that's very true, and I found that out in qualifying today where I made a mistake. Um, but no, I mean, the tracks are really cool. They're almost a bit like the British tracks, I must say, where um, very tight, like you said, you can't afford to make a mistake, but you also have to be on the limit. So it makes it difficult for a driver, but I think going back to Europe, that will really help me. So um, yeah, we're going to have to see how that plays in when I go back to a giant circuit. Team that you're going with, have you? Is the same team you've worked with in the past? Yes, I'm with uh, Trident Motorsport. Okay, and will you be with the same engineer possibly? No, different engineer this year, but um, I mean, we all share everything, so it's, it'll be very similar. All right, okay. Well, we wish you all the very best for this weekend and uh, look forward to uh, watching you uh, progress through the year and uh, the bigger games, the bigger planes that you'll play. In the years to come. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. Welcome back to Inside Motorsport. Tony Whitlock, I'm here with Callum Hedge, who's just had his first sessions um, back in New Zealand uh, for the first time. How long? Yeah, thanks, Tony. Uh, first time back in New Zealand since January 5th. So it's been a wee while since I was home, but also not that long. Okay, no, not that long. 
Um, and this is a man who, of course, um, spent last year 14 times backwards and forwards across the Pacific, winning two championships. It's something that's very rare, particularly with done in opposite countries. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm not sure of anyone that kind of achieved what we did last year. I don't think many people even attempt to do two championships, two well, disciplines in Jason two different Bright countries. Was the last one I knew of. You yeah. Know. But, uh, but not only attempted it, but actually succeeded. Yeah, like at the start of the year, I was originally only signed up to do Carrera Cup Australia, and then Steve and you're Horn. racing with? Uh, I was racing with Team Porsche New Zealand and Elbamba Motorsport. Yep. Um, so raced for them for three years, and the goal was to go there, win the Carrera Cup Championship, and go to the Porsche Junior Shootout, which I also did as well. But just after I did CT Frock here in New Zealand, we put together a deal to go and race FR Americas, and we knew there was going to be a clash, and there was there was a bit of a pipe dream once we um, once we started racing both. It was more of a imagine how cool it would be to to win both, and then it got got halfway point to each championship and I'd worked my way to the lead of Carrera Cup and I was leading the FR Americas championship from round two and then you get there and you're like oh now what do I do I'm leading both I've still got still got to, got to go and win them like we hadn't we hadn't won anything so um it was quite a quite a mental game to keep going and keep slogging it out week in week out and with all the travel it was quite difficult as well but um, yeah, I was just glad to see the end of it. Now you're another Formula Ford graduate. Yeah. Um, so do you have a preference for open wheelers versus a Porsche or? Not really. Um, I feel I enjoy driving dis- different disciplines as much as I can because it helps me become a better driver. Yep. I feel the more cars you drive, the more situations, the more scenarios you get in, the more more problems you have, the more good it's weekends. Solved. Yeah. Like the more you just add that to your to your book of book of knowledge and resource and every time you go out you always learn something you can always go out whether it's a Toyota 86 or a Formula Ford or driving an Indy Lights car like I was the other day you can always take something away from every session okay now um, you, you're originally from Auckland um, no I'm originally from Mount Maunganui oh okay but live in Auckland now yeah Nothing much as far in New Zealand, of course. Yeah, three-hour driver. Not even that. Two yeah. and a half now with the new motorway. Yeah, yeah. Um, brothers and sisters? Yeah, three sisters. Oh, so okay. uh, I'm a middle child, and both of my two of my sisters are a bit older than me. They're in their late twenties, and my younger sister's just turned eighteen. Okay. Any of them racing or involved in? No, none of my family has ever had any racing involvement at all. None. No, I'm. Okay. I'm the first and probably only. <laughs> Generation so when racer. did you first get in a go-kart? I uh, first, first got in a go-kart when I was five. Um, and I was also mucking around on quad bikes and stuff by the time I was two. So I think it was always it was always going to happen that I was going to be involved in racing. We just didn't, didn't quite realise it. Yeah. And um, at the time, I, I always tell the story, I was playing rugby, which is national sport of New Zealand pretty yes. much. And I really sucked at rugby. And I wasn't... <laughs> I wasn't competitive enough and I didn't have the drive to go and smash into everyone and tackle people. Um, but when I put a helmet on, i completely different. I'm a lot more competitive and want to beat people and always strive to be better. So I uh, stuck with the go-karting. All right, okay. And when did you get out of the go-karts? Um, well, I actually got banned from go-karting when I was 12. <laughs> um, my dad was pretty upset with one of the officials and called him some... Right, inappropriate. 
yeah, inappropriate. That's up. That's up for debate. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, as, okay. As, all, the, as all those things yeah, are. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so they banned me at twelve, and I went and got my motorsport license a few weeks later, and never looked back. Right. Okay. All right. Um, are your parents here today? Uh, no, but they're coming tomorrow. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So now your first eighty sixes was that your first experience? Um, no, it was actually Sangyong Utes. Oh, okay. Way back when I was twelve, so yeah, okay. about seven, eight years ago now. And, and um, Christine Orr would have been in one of them. Yeah, I raced Christine Orr from the moment I uh, got into cars, really. Yeah, okay, right, okay. And from there it was eighty sixes. Yeah, so from there I went to Formula Ford, right. um, Formula Ford in New Zealand, and I won won that in. 2017, 18, yep. and then I got the Kevitz scholarship in Toyota 86, and then managed to win the Toyota 86 championship as well. Yep. So that was that was a cool period, and then I went to Australia to do Formula Ford in Australia. I finished fourth in that championship, and who who was the one who won that? So Angelo Mazuris won that year. Yeah, I really, um, I really felt that I had the speed to win, yep. um, but I just made too many mistakes. And I think for me, 2019 was the biggest growing year of my of my career and my life. I was flying over to Australia when I was 15 on my own and trying to trying to make, curves, make it over there, learn over there. And I drove like a dick sometimes, and sometimes I drove really good. So it was it was a really good year for me. And I think I took more out of it finishing fourth than I would have winning. Right. Okay. Right. Um, and. You, your most recent, you talked about driving an Indy Lights car. Yeah. Where was that? That was at Laguna Seca. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, that's a bucket list track for many drivers. And yeah, yeah. It was pretty I've surreal been there and to. Seen it. it was pretty surreal to roll out of the pits and pluck some gears. When was that? That was about a week and a half ago. Okay. And whose car? What's that? Whose car was it? Uh, so I'm going to be racing Indy Next next year. Yes. They, they call it Indy Next now. So I'm driving for a team, HMD Motorsport, and yeah. Got my first laps in the car. Right. Okay. Um, it's a pretty good field of drivers over there. Very good. There's some. There's some high-level talent. Um, especially me being someone who doesn't come from a single-seater background and all that. It's going to be a, a steep learning curve, and I'm really looking forward to the challenge. Hmm. Now, Andretti's run uh, uh, Hunter McElroy and Louis Foster. Can you give me some of the other names that you're up against? Um, well, I'll be up against Louis Foster again yeah, in, uh, in America this year. Jacob Abel, my teammate this weekend. Yeah, okay. um, I'll be up against him. And Bryce Aaron down at M2. Yep. So I'll be, I'll be racing against him as well. Uh, and there's a few really good guys. Um, Miles Rowe, he's the USF Pro champion. Um, there's, a, there's a bunch of names and really talented drivers. Kai, Kai Collett, who is a Brazilian coming off three years of FIA Formula 3. Yeah. Okay. So... There's some, there's some pretty serious talent, and I'm going to have to really dig deep to make the most of it. Yeah, indeed. Um, do you know either of the Scots or both of them? Neither of them. Neither of them. But okay. I, I look forward to meeting them over there. Yeah, I'm going sure, to sure, sure. make an effort to. They'll to come try down and, and introduce them, yeah. themselves. Okay. Hey, hey. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go and find them and yeah. make sure I, I get to know them. It's, it's always cool. Like you go over there, and even the people from Australia as well. You always, always sort of bond with people from your side of the planet where we're tucked away down in the little corner yeah. and it's always cool to be on the other side of the world and hear someone that talks pretty similar to you yeah indeed indeed and uh, 
as a country, of course, you punch well above your weight, so uh, I'm sure it will, uh, they'll notice you're there. Hopefully. We'll give it a good nudge. I'm sure they will, okay? Well, thank you very much, Callum Head. No we worries. wish you all the very best this weekend and uh, look forward to uh, talking later on during the, as the weekend progresses. Awesome. Thanks, Tony. Welcome back to Inside Motorsport. Tony Whitlock, I'm here with Elliot Cleary, a young man who's in a bit of a hurry because he's racing around the world. No, he's not. He's racing in Australia and New Zealand. Last weekend, of course, it was a successful weekend, leaving the Sitfrock series to go and race his Trans Am. Um, you had good success there. Yeah, yeah, it was a very good round um, in Sandown at, for Trans Am for the first round. Um, opted to do that instead of doing the full series of this just because um, I felt I had a better chance in Trans Am and it was yeah definitely a good weekend coming out second for the round so second in the standings leading on to the next round um, and for a track that was a bit of a weaker one for not only me and as, as a team as well there last year to leave that second I think is a huge positive. Okay and tomorrow or in fact um, Sunday will be your first chance to start New Zealand Grand Prix. Um, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, especially obviously the name Grand Prix. Like, um, it's a pretty special name. So I think it's it's a great opportunity to be able to do this. Obviously, even though I missed the last round, I was really keen to come back for this one um, due to like the prestigiousness prestigiousness of the event. Um, and now I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, indeed. Um, you've known Bruin for some years, and you actually worked for him for a period. Yeah, so I met Bruin, uh, yeah, over a year ago now. Well, weren't you still at school when you started doing things with him? Yeah, so I, um, I worked at Team 18 for a while last year. Um, and actually, even after Bruin left, I still worked, still worked there for a little bit. And um, he asked me if I'd like to come race over here. He said he had a team over here. So that's how I got involved in this. But it was, yeah, I was... Uh, I was in the tyre department at Team 18. Okay, all right. Well, we all know how much you can learn there about yeah. tyre pressures and wear rates and all that sort of thing. Yeah, you learn, learn quite a bit, and I got to be involved with the pit crew as well, so obviously bringing that all on board was pretty big. Okay, so you're 17, 18 in a few months' time. Where do you want to be in a year's time? Um, obviously, I'm doing Trans Am this and Super 2 uh, this year. Um, Obviously, next year it'd be hard to full it just quickly transition to supercars. So I'd be saying you'd be looking at another year of super two. But I think a goal for me would to be to try and secure a co-drive for 2025 um, for the Sandown 500, Bathurst 1000, and then from there try and get a full-time drive in supercars. Okay, all right. Lofty ambitions, but not out of reach. Um, you obviously enjoy both both forms because you have done quite well in the uh, Sitfrock, the little Formula Open wheeler. Um, are you looking forward to sort of the Grand Prix on Sunday? Yeah, I, I am looking forward to it. I think this track, I think qualifying will be a lot of fun here. The racing, I feel like it's quite a hard track to pass. So I think qualifying is probably going to be the m most important session of the weekend. Um, but no, I think it'll be really cool. Obviously, a longer event, so being able to just manage the car, um, 
be fast in the right spots, I think it's going to be really important. So hopefully we can do that and get a good result. Okay. So when you leave here, you'll, of course, um, be heading to Bathurst for the uh, Super 2? Yeah, so after this I go back to Melbourne for a day and then I fly off to Sydney to head to Bathurst for the opening round of the not only the Super 2 season but the Supercars season. Um, that, that, that I'm looking forward to, obviously. Bathurst Have you is, Bathurst? Yeah, I've done two races at Bathurst, uh, one in a Trans Am, one in a Formula Ford, and both were pretty successful, but Bathurst, it's a, it's a very tough place, and so I'm not going in there with like the biggest expectations. I think the goal is just to keep improving, um, and then hopefully we can get a good, decent result. Okay. And um, now you're with Brad Jones. Um, do you know who your engineer will be on that car? Yeah, so with um, with Brad Jones, really excited to work with them. Uh, engineering will be uh, Matt Boniface. So yep, I know Matt. Yes. Um, Matt worked with both Cody and myself in um, Trans Am this year. He come back out of retirement, and that was a big factor for me is having Matt on board. Um, obviously, I worked with Matt last weekend again, in, and so I'll be working with him again in Trans Am this year. But to have him in Super Two um, is really exciting and. Already from the first test day, I felt like it worked. It went really well, and obviously, um, I work really well with Matt, so I'm really looking forward to it. All right. Well, we wish you all the very best, Elliot, and we think we're going to be hearing your name a fair bit in the uh, years to come. So, good luck with it all, and look forward to uh, seeing the success not only here but Super Two at Bathurst. Thank you very much. Thank you. Sorry about that. Welcome back to Inside Motorsport, Tony Whitlock, I'm here at Highlands Park, it's day two of the weekend, it's uh, Saturday and uh, Nathan Hearn has just taken another poll. Nathan, welcome back to the show. Yeah, no thank you, it's been actually a while since I've been on this one, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, I'm sure you've been on other ones though, because you have been busy. Yes, exactly, so, um, well really been travelling all over the place, so obviously come back from America last year, 2023. Um, now here in New Zealand doing a bit of racing and, um, and then see where the, where the future takes me for the rest of this year. Okay. Where are you living in the States? Uh, living in Michigan. So I lived in Boston last year, um, which is awesome fun. You know, it's a very, very nice place of the, of the world to live. Very cold. Do um, a marathon? I didn't do the marathon, though. No. Oh, okay. That was on the bucket list, but uh, unfortunately I actually have to qualify for that thing. So I was just going to try and go and do it. But um, yeah, it crossed my mind, but yeah, I, I think I would leave that for a couple of years. Without sort of being too sort of sycophantic to you, you look as though you could go and do a marathon. I don't, yeah, I don't know if I'd say that's a compliment because most of those guys are built like sticks, but um, yeah, it's. Well, no, yeah. you, you look trim and, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I like running. I, I definitely do some of those, I mean, half marathons, I do a lot of races in that and, and 10K races. Um, yeah, I just haven't haven't taken a plunge to go the full way yet. I know you'd be surprised to hear that I don't do that myself. But yeah. anyway, anyway, let's get back to the racing. So you came to prominence first of all um, in a time in Trans Am in Australia. Yep. Um, you showed your class speed and all the other things necessary very early on, um, and then you got picked up out of left field. So I'm going to race Trans Am in America. Yeah. It. it it's definitely been a weird career I've, I've taken for sure. Um, you know, motorsport is a very financial world and it's only getting worse, uh, which is a shame, you know, because it should be going the other way. It should be getting easier, but it's not. Um, so for me, my career path was sort of 
2019 and it was sort of my last year and 2020 as well was sort of just a year where me and dad were sort of talking to each other and thinking well what's what's next what do we do do we just pack it all up and and go race speedway or something like that and, and race for longer or, or do we give this a red hot crack and luckily that got answered for me uh, when gary rogers sort of got in touch and, and offered to drive the 1000 um obviously that fell through but that's life um that, that launched me into 2021 with, with S5000 and Trans Am. And um, then 2022, I was sort of in a similar boat, sort of thinking, well, you know, this is great. It's a great house. I'm, I'm racing awesome cars and winning races and won, won you know, three championships in two years. Um, but I sort of wanted to take the next step. I didn't know how to do it. So I got the call up uh, to go race in America for one-off. Was that just a phone call from America? That, that, was, a, that was actually a deal done by people who weren't so straight and clean. Um, and they said, you know, we want you to race in America. Um, and then the Americans actually heard that I was coming over. That deal fell through. It never, never got off the ground. Um, so the Americans heard that I was coming over and they sort of said, well, actually, do you want to drive for me? And, and got a few opportunities that way. Um, so when that happened, we sort of thought, well, look, we got close enough, so we may as well give it a crack. Uh, you know, we, we went over there on, on our own budget and, and just thought, let's just buckle this. And we'll just see what happens in Australia and take it from there. Um, you know, it turned out to run pretty good. I nearly, you know, I didn't get to practice with the rest of the, te- the field because I had to practice with the other cut, like different category cars, because I didn't have a license. Um, and then in, in the qualifying, I, I got screwed over with the black flag, which is a red flag over there. Um, so I didn't get to qualify, and then start out of P13 or 12, I think it was, um, and then came through and, and probably, you know, could have won the race if I didn't get front end damage about probably quarter of the way t- to the end of the race. So. Um, that, that sort of put me on the scene and then went over there and done a full-time season last year. Okay, and of course you raced 12 tracks, you said? Yeah, 12 different tracks. Um, Can you give us some of the names? Yeah, so Road America was, was probably one of the bigger, bigger ones. Uh, I got to race Watkins Glen. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really having a mind like now. Road Atlanta, uh, Nashville Street Circuit, Detroit Street Circuit, and, and a, lot of, a lot of the bucket list Laguna? tracks around America. No, no Laguna. They no took it off the calendar last year, which I was pretty gutted about. So. Oh, okay. Um, that was one track I won the race at, but didn't get to do it. Yeah, I, I rather talking to Americans and, and Americans who've been like Paul Tracy, who'd been yeah. to Australia, and he's racing it because this weekend in uh, the Bathurst 12 Hour. Yeah. But um, when he said, "Yeah, Laguna, it's really just one corner." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a corkscrew. Yeah. 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 yeah, but anyway, I mean, we all remember seeing. If you hadn't seen it, you should go and see the Zanardi Pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite, quite something. Yeah. Okay, um, at this stage, you're not sure, but you know, you've actually had a pretty good time over here. You've, you've won races and things like that. It's a Peter Robinson-owned car, Dodge Challenger. Had you raced the Dodge Challenger before? Yeah, so the Dodge Challenger and, and this car specifically that I'm actually driving this weekend was a car that got me my career. Oh. So in 2020 and 2021, me and Dad worked on this car ourselves. Actually, in 2021, we had support of Dream Race in Australia. Um, but this is a car that actually got me noticed by Gary Rogers for the, the wild okay. card in 2020. So, so it's one you've carved your name in. Right. Exactly. So that, that car got sold to Western Australia. Um, Chad Johnston actually owned it. I think he raced it twice or three times yeah. and then just left it in the shed the whole time. Right. Um, and the car's actually been sold back here in New Zealand now. So it's travelled around a fair bit, that car. Um, yeah, okay. So, yeah, so someone I think is going to be the lucky owner of a, of a Dodge Challenger that's done very little miles. So, All right. yeah. Okay. So um, you had a good weekend at Rupuna. Oh, was there a pole there? Yeah, pole and, and clean sweep. So, yeah, it, I mean, I've been very fortunate. I've worked obviously with GRM, Dream Race in Australia, and, and worked at the Howe factory last year. 
Um, I've, I've been very fortunate that I guess the, the, the people I had around me were all pretty grounded in, in terms of you know keeping you keeping you on the ground, I guess. So um, I've, I've been told a lot of times to sit down, shut up, and learn, and, and I think that's that's what's got me to this point now, where I can focus on the car and, and, and still keep my head around the car whilst also driving it. And to me, that is honestly the best challenge of racing is is I want to go to a track and I want to be able to just go there, no one else there, and just drive by myself and, and get the car, you know, right right on time, right on par with everyone else. Now, here you're running on a Hoosier tyre. Yep. Um, but you use a very different tyre in America. Yeah, Pirelli tyre. So to swap back from the Pirelli tyre to Hoosier tyre took a lot of, of my brain power for me to drive. Um, the setup is is different but similar in ways. A lot of stuff that I learned in America, I've, I've transitioned to this car here. Um, because I haven't seen it done over here yet, and, and so far, so good. So, um, I mean, working with the Howe factory and, and talking to those guys, they're, they're bloody experienced people and, and best people I've met. So, Chaz Howe, he's, he's the nicest guy I've met, and Dick from the, the shop who actually builds all these cars, just awesome people. And, and, and to work with them, learn off of them, and, and learn off the best in the world, really, um, it, it's, yeah, I've been very lucky for that. And, um, I mean, to get this tie activated is something that, you know, Puts some of the best engineers on scratching their heads, you know, like Paul Forgey's been in here and set up cars, Glenn Seaton's been in here, set up cars, and you also got the whole GRM crew doing the same. And I, I mean, obviously, I haven't got those type of references here this weekend. Um, there's a few Paul Forgey cars here, um, but I, I honestly think that this setup I've got in this car now, whilst it is a bit of a hybrid of all those other setups, I think it could be very competitive. So maybe later this year I'll, I'll try and twist some arms and see if I can get a car to, to put together to go race with the ARG boys. Okay, now you wouldn't have raced at Highlands before. Never. You haven't even seen it till two or three days ago. Yeah, exactly, so first time I saw onboard lap was about two days ago because I didn't have any data. So since I've been in New Zealand, my phone's not been working and I've just been going going with the flow. So yeah, first time I saw an onboard lap was a couple of days ago and awesome track. Now, I, I thought it was going to be a head scratch to set the car up for. Um, honestly, in the first practice, it probably wasn't ideal, uh, but then in the second practice, I just got lucky, I guess, and, and somehow got a good setup in it. So I just sort of pretty much left it for now. It's a, it's a dramatic contrast with Rilpuna, which is a tight track, and, and it was pretty wet that weekend too. Yeah, first practice was wet, Rilpuna. So I've had a few curveballs thrown at me. Um, the car itself, I haven't got any spares, so no, no different springs or anything like that. So the setup that it came with, I had to just sort of remake with, with what move, I had. Move bits around. Yeah, so, and that, that's that's something I've never done before. So, and, and to do that, you know, like a lot of teams, we know, we know what we want. You sort of stay in your lane and sort of stay with what works. So to, to have a car that's set up completely different that I've never seen before um, and try and make it into something that works, that's been an awesome challenge and, and one that um, I've actually learned a lot more from doing it this way than what I would from just having my own set up and just running it like that. So, I mean... Yeah, it's it's these cars. They always drop a challenge. You feel like you got your head wrapped around them, and then all of a sudden you do something else and it works. And you think, well, geez, well, I haven't done this all the time. Well, Nathan, um, I hope we keep seeing you in a car because clearly you've learned a lot. Um, and when when young drivers say to me, "Oh, I've been lucky," uh, no, I know in your case it's hard work, determination, and grit that's got you here. And I'm very pleased to see you here and doing so well, and keep doing it. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. So, I mean, hey, I've. Uh, yeah, I've, I've definitely had a, a weird pathway, uh, but I've, I've met some great people who've helped me along the way. So, for all the, all the setbacks I had, it's made me better in, in what I do now, and um, and that's it's got to keep chipping on. So, one thing I didn't ask you about was your father. Uh, had he had a background in motor racing? Yes. Yeah, so my dad was actually a seven-time Australian Fair uh, Dirt Modified Champion. So ah, on, on a dirt track. That's right. So my, yeah. my whole life was and meant to be on dirt. Stuart Hearn. Stuart. Yeah. S T U A R T.
Yeah, yeah. So I was meant to always go dirt track racing. Um, that's that's all I wanted to do in life, and then somehow I ended up on asphalt and, and enjoying that. So when I go back to America, I'm going to do some dirt stuff as well over there. Uh, I've been you know, again pretty lucky to meet a guy at an Italian restaurant of all places, uh, and I got to drive his dirt late model. So I'll go over there and race against some of the, the top drivers in the world in dirt in dirt late models and. Uh, See how we stack up. All right, well, keep doing what you are, Nathan Hearn, because uh, we enjoy it. Yeah, thank you. Cheers. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, so it's like, uh, it was a press conference. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you not remember from last year? Or Jonathan? No. Right. So we'll, we'll, what we'll do, we'll try and keep it fairly straightforward. I'll try not to get too deep into any chaos, um, but I do want to talk to Roman about mechanics and the, having left it a little bit tough for himself today for that race anyway. And in the end, I'll hand over to Tony, who's got some questions for Inside Motorsport Australia. Correct. Right. Thank you, Richard. Hang on, hang on. Just, just smidge. Just Don't smidge. nod yep. off in the press. Box. Oh no, you, you can stay. Oh, I'm wide awake, mate. Oh, the cheers is in the way. What's that? There's a table in the way. Do I need to move? Or? No, no. You're, you're, if, if you don't mind being there close to Liam. Don't mind that. Yeah, <laughs> it should be fairly straightforward. This <clears throat> some obvious questions. If, if you, you can scoot your tiny bit, bit, just give you a bit, bit of room here. That's it. Yeah. You need to sign my Crocs before you go home. You have something, do you? Yeah, yellow ones. Oh, that's nice, boy. <laughs> My son, my son got them for me. You get some. I reckon you look good in them. No, they look like an oaf. They, they might as well have them. That's part of the cross. That's part yeah. of the. That's what you have to accept when you wear them. And you have to go like this to me. You got them on now. Shit, yeah. Brave. Yeah, they're nice, eh? Do you just want to take your photo? Right. Should we go? Yeah. Let's go. Not even you are. Okay. Oh well, I'll forget. Uh, rip no, I'll put it there. Carry on. Right, I'll just try and get into it. I haven't prepared any questions. Just for, just for today. Right, we ready? Well, good afternoon. Welcome back to Highlands Motorsport Park, just outside of Cromwell in New Zealand, South Island. We're at the end of a busy and chaotic day at the final round of the Castrol Toyota Formula Regional Oceania Championship, which is also the weekend of the 68 New Zealand Grand Prix. Through it all, and uh, the top three race won this afternoon, Roman Belinsky for M2 Competition, Callum Hedge for MTech Motorsport on his return to the championship, and winner, pole position holder, fastest lap and lap record holder for race one, Liam Skeets. Welcome, boys. Let's start with Roman. A good result in the circumstances. You left yourself a lot to do today and your mechanics. Talk us through... What went wrong after you got pole position this morning? Yeah, for sure. Um, not not an ideal quality. Um, I think we had so much pace over this weekend, so it's a bit disappointing. And um, yeah, so I, I just carried way too much speed into two and the tyres couldn't handle it and round went the rear and into the wall. So uh, yeah, like I said, not ideal, but the team did a great job. Um, so really thank you so much to M2 for getting the car out there. It looked like they turned that car around in absolutely a brisk pace. It was ready before some of the other cars that had been damaged in that in the qualifying session. Um, a word particularly for them? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, no, a massive thank you to M2. Like I said, uh, on the laps to the grid and after the race, I was on the radio to them just thanking them that I had the opportunity to get out because, uh, 
yeah, it definitely wasn't easy. And um, I saw how hard they were working. So, uh, yeah, considering how much damage there was for me to actually start the race uh, was a big effort. And amazingly, the pace looked immediately there from lap one, lap two onwards. But you played a cautious game behind Callum. Was that deliberate or was the racing driver in you just itching to try and get past I mean, the thing is, I have to think about the championship, of course. So, um, obviously, uh, I was just trying to put him under pressure to see if he'd make a mistake, but uh, he was pretty solid throughout the race. So, uh, no, as soon as I saw that, I was kind of just managing and just staying with him in case anything did happen. Um, but, no, I've got a pretty good set for set of tyres for tomorrow reverse grid. So... That should be a big race for me, hopefully. And um, so, yeah, hopefully we have some good pace in that race. Excellent. Thank you, Roman. Put, put us on to Callum. Callum, a bit of a baptism of fire on your return. Not, not only taking today with, a, obviously, a bit of jet lag, good performance in qualifying, excellent performance in qualifying, but that race looked like a process of learning the tyres at the same time as fighting Romanov. Was that the case? Yeah, for sure. It was definitely a learning experience. I haven't done any races on this Pirelli tyre, so it was just trying to understand how hard I can push, where I can, where I can't, trying to work out what overheats it, what doesn't. And it's very different to the Hankook, especially the sensation you get through the car, but as as well as on the Hankook, you could just drive quality laps for the whole race. So for me, that was something to get my head around and, yeah, really enjoy the race. Was the qualifying format this morning an extra challenge with it being effectively two sessions rolled into one for race, one in the Grand Prix and three sessions overall. Was that added, added pressure for you today? Yeah, I think it was difficult for me because last year when I, when I raced the championship, that you got that Thursday, Friday practice as well, as well as also getting the qualifying on Sunday. So it felt a bit like a practice session the first few ones. And then in the Q3, I didn't quite maximise the lap that I felt I could have done. And uh, yeah, I felt that if I was to have another session tomorrow, I would have gone a lot better plan for tomorrow? Try and win the Grand Prix. And that's all you're here for, right? Yeah, but also just to get mileage, make sure my body's all good after the, the surgery a few weeks ago. And So that yeah. was on your appendix. Any issues today or nothing at all? No, nothing at all. Um, I think more so the lack of doing any activities or exercise for the last month or so really definitely played a part in me being a bit tired after the race. So um, it's good to be back in the car, good to not feel any pain and yeah just looking forward to getting out and having a go with these guys again tomorrow excellent uh, move, moving to liam liam yeah. what ended up as pole position a race win fastest lap and a new category lap record to boot you couldn't really do much more yeah it was a good day today um gives me great confidence for the more important stuff tomorrow which is the grand prix um but yeah no i can't really fault the team for allowing me to do what we did today. So, yeah, really stoked. Is your focus solely on the Grand Prix? I mean, you're taking the championship battle right to the last day, five back-to-back -back weekends, and it's going down to the last day again. It's still not over, but what's your focus? No, of course, I mean, the championship is a focus. Um, yeah, I mean, the, I guess the only thing I can do is just keep chipping away and, and not making any mistakes. Um, and that's what we've done all championship. Um, but no, I think, you know, starting pole for the New Zealand Grand Prix um, makes it hard for that not to be the main focus point. Um, but yeah, for, for race two tomorrow, the approach is just going to be score points, not do anything silly. Um, 
and yeah, we'll see how the Grand Prix goes. Excellent. I'll pass over to Tony Whitlock from Inside Motorsport Australia. Thank you very much. Um, to all three of you, you've had different sort of build-ups to this weekend, and obviously the New Zealand Grand Prix for all of you um, is something. I mean, I know Callum, you've already been a starter in a New Zealand Grand Prix, but for all three of you, it's a very important race because you know the names on the trophy. How do you actually approach a race of that nature? Because it's different to the other rounds, shall we say. Um, yeah, for me, my approach is not to um, kind of get my head caught up in all this, I guess, fancy stuff about it. I mean, um, I think if I treat it like I did today and, you know, last weekend, I think the the result, the result will come. Okay. Callum? Um, yeah, I remember last year it was definitely quite a pressure situation like coming into that weekend the championship battle was really really close and especially for these two going into probably the final race with the championship fight is still alive but also that race probably being the most important one of the season and sometimes I always felt last year where I sort of valued that a bit more than the championship especially coming from New Zealand it's quite a quite a national national pride and you really really feel everyone get in behind you so for me it's a it's a different kind of weekend compared to last year there's no pressure on me to perform it's more go out there and get laps but the racing driver in me also wants to go out there and get my name on the trophy Roman? yeah for me um i had no different approach obviously it's a huge huge race and a huge weekend for me as i've got the championship and the grand prix but um no i i don't want to approach it any differently uh, maybe I should have been qualifying um, because that didn't go to plan, but it is what it is. Um, I've got my main focus, which is the championship. It would be lovely to get the Grand Prix as well, but I think it's going to be very difficult. Just actually on you for a second, um, because you've uh, come to tracks, these two chaps being New Zealanders, they know these tracks quite well. Um, this one is the most different, I would imagine, the ones of the five tracks you've been to. So talk us a little bit about how this one compares to, you know, a Taupo, a Timaru, you know, those sort of things. Well, Timaru wasn't one of them. But. I mean, for sure, going four wheels in the air, that's, uh, that's pretty different. But uh, no, it's high speed, high commitment. You can't make a mistake, which I found out earlier. And um, yeah, the deck's not as bad as the first round where it was really bad, but no, it's just completely different here. It's a really cool environment and uh, yeah, loving it here. All right, gentlemen, we'll wrap it up there. So tomorrow, the final day of the championship, a big day for these three young men, the 68th New Zealand Grand Prix. Best of luck, gentlemen. Thank you. Fuck your man. You're What is that? Your sooks. Yeah, it's crotty head. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.